0: the Metro division. Uh, We went through the bottom half of the division in part one. Now we're going through the top half in part two. I'm joined as always by my co-host Andrew Schnitker. Uh, How you doing today, Andrew?
1: I'm doing well. I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to breaking down this top half of the Metro. I still think this is for really, really good teams that we're about to talk about. Four Mm -hmm. teams that you can at least, um, you know, some stronger than others, but you can at least talk. I think you can at least talk yourself into every team that we're about to talk about winning the Stanley Cup this year, to some extent, to some extent. Like I said, a couple more than others. A couple of them have, you know, a fatal flaw that I think will probably keep them from winning it. But these are going to be four of the best teams in the NHL this year. I would not be surprised if it's another year where like, you look at the top 10 overall in the league and you're like, Oh my God, there's four Metro teams there or something Mm -hmm.
0: like that. Yeah. And quick recap from part one at number eight, we both have the Philadelphia Flyers number seven, the Columbus blue jackets, number six, the Washington capitals and number five, the New York Islanders with five, six and seven. Those kind of all being interchangeable can see stuff happening there. And those teams flip flopping each other now, getting into the top half at the number four position. Uh, I have the New York Rangers,
1: I do as well, and we'll yes. talk about why it has. I think it has more to do with what the team that we have leapfrogging them has done this offseason than the Rangers themselves, but I do still think they didn't do much this off season, but I, I mean, I do still think the Rangers are a very good team. There's a good core in place. and um, They have mm-hmm. good players, but no, I mean, they, what'd they do? They signed Jonathan quick. They signed Blake Wheeler. They signed Eric Gustafson. So, you know, mm-hmm. some good low risk potential deals, which I mean, is kind of what they had to do because they do not have much cap space. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, you know, you look at this team, they've still got it, you know, an awesome top line in Chris Kreider, Mika's advantage at our Timmy Panarin. They've got some young guys that they keep hoping take another step. Guys like Alexis Lafreniere, who's currently an RFA. That one's going to be interesting with their lack of cap space. Philip mm-hmm. um, Capo Kako. They do have Vincent Trocek as their number two center, signed in last offseason. Obviously, Adam Fox at 25 um, might be, is in contention at least for the best, Defenseman in the NHL right now, Igor Shusterkin, an elite goalie. So I think the Rangers are very, very firmly a playoff team. Mm-hmm. We have the number four, but with the guys that they still have and some of the, you know, unpredictability of an NHL season, the the top four are all teams I think can at least compete for the top spot in the Metro. Like it wouldn't shock me to see the Rangers finish two or three or even you know push the hurricanes for the top spot. I have them at number four just because I think as of right now, the two teams that are above them um, have done more to get better. One of those teams was already above them last season. But I do still think the Rangers are a very good hockey team. Clock is kind of ticking on them. I think Panarin's 31, Sabanajad is 30, uh, Chris Kreider is 32. So clock is definitely ticking for them to try to, you know, win something here in the next little bit and they're going to have their work cut out for them against going against some of these other teams but still a very good team still I think probably I would probably call the Rangers a fringe Stanley Cup contender right now
0: yeah and another thing that they did uh was sign Peter Laviolette as their head coach obviously right. Hurricanes fans uh remember him you know because he coached the team to a Stanley Cup victory back in 2006 <laughs> I think so that's he's coached gonna,
1: five metro teams now, if I'm not mistaken.
0: I think so. He's
1: coached the Islanders, Hurricanes, Flyers, Rangers, yeah. and Capitals.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's coached about the whole metro division at this point. Uh, but yeah, that's going to be interesting to see how, you know, just a new coach taking over uh, ends up, you know, shaking out because we've seen in the past, regardless of the sport, sometimes there's some growing pains with that. So we'll see what happens. I think a big thing for them that could really uh, help them uh, come playoff time to contend is just being a bit faster. Uh, you really saw that in that first-round series against New Jersey where New Jersey was really able to outspeed them. And I think if they can do that, then they're going to stand a bit better chance uh to make a deep run in the playoffs uh, because you look at the teams around them, like we uh, alluded to already, you know, it's going to be tough. It's going to be really stinking tough. Now, moving on to the number three team. I think we may differ on this one, Andrew. Two and three are interchangeable for me. I think it could go either way. But as of right now, for number three, I am going with the New Jersey Devils. Wow. Wow.
1: Yeah, we do differ on this one.
0: Yeah, uh, so we can kind of talk about uh, two and three in tandem because that would mean your number three would be the Pittsburgh Penguins.
1: Actually, it's the carrot. Cura- no, I'm just kidding. Yes, it's the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um...
0: Folks, football season is right around the corner. It's going to be here before we know it. You see, I got a New Jersey ready to go, and you can get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the perfect time to join FanDuel, the app is easy to use and you can use it on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss, folks. I am so excited for this one. So again, make sure you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on vi- to kick off. The NFL sees this amazing offer. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL.
1: Yeah, I... I, You want me to go ahead and talk about the Penguins and then I'll let you talk about the Devils or...
0: Uh, we can kind of go back and forth on this okay. one uh, since we differ. Uh, but I'll go with my uh, pick for the Devils uh, first. Um, again, they could totally take the number two spot. They could totally win the Metro. Again, you know, this... I'm I just going with them uh, just simply for the experience level. Um, Pittsburgh has a lot more experience. I think they're going to be riding high on a lot of moves that they made this offseason. But New Jersey, again, is still scary, scary good. They have lots of good young talent that we have talked about a lot. I really like the addition of Tyler Tiffoli. Um I think yeah, with them, their goaltending is going to be interesting uh, between Blackwood and Schmid. Uh, see what they do there. Obviously, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right now, it worked okay for them last year, and they got plenty of time. Whereas the Rangers' clock is ticking. Uh, the Devils—they have a everyone is still super super young. If they got to make changes, they can make changes. Uh, but I, I went with them at three, but they could still totally win the division. Uh, But let's hear uh, why you have Pittsburgh at three.
1: So I definitely have Pittsburgh making a jump into a firm playoff team after missing out last year. I had them above the Rangers. Wouldn't shock me at all. If they finished number two, Um, wouldn't shock me if they push the hurricanes for the top spot. I will get into why I have them at three. And honestly, I think like a solid tier below the Hurricanes and Devils in a minute here. But I really like the vast majority of what they've done this Mm -hmm. offseason. They already had a good core, uh, a very aging core, but still very good players. And Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, Chris Letang, and Jake Gensel. They hired Kyle Dubas, who I think got a really raw deal in Toronto. Um, deserved a lot better than what he was given and how he was treated there and I like the majority of what they've done I really do I really like they ended up you know they lose Jason Zucker in free agency but they add another top six winger really for peanuts from the Vegas Golden Knights and Riley Smith Um, obviously they make one of the bigger moves in the off season in getting Eric Carlson and really don't give up much more than a first round pick to do it. Um, you know, add a a defenseman who just scored a hundred points last year, add him to that, to Chris Latang. You've got two really, really good offensive defensemen. I believe they also added, yeah, they also assigned Ryan Graves from the devils so that their blue line should be much improved with the additions of Graves and Carlson. You know Crosby's still playing at an elite level. Malkin's still playing really, really well. Here's why I have them below the Devils. There's two main reasons. Number one is the goaltending. Tristan Jari was not very good for the Penguins last year. They tried. They looked at other options. They looked at trying to trade for John Gibson. They look. They poked. We know they poked around with Frederick Anderson. They end up re signing Jari to like a five year deal with a five something million cap hit, which feels very much like a consolation prize for them after they tried to upgrade but couldn't. They bring in Alex Nadelkovich as their backup. Um, He was not good for the Red Wings. I'm sorry. Um, And he, I mean, he could be better. The, The thing about the blue line is yes, it's better, but. You, you've got, I think for them, you've got too many guys that are more inclined to scoring than defending. I, I worry about their goal prevention with their goaltending. Um, obviously don't have close to what the Hurricanes have in terms of that elite blue line that can shelter um, a lesser goalie like a Peter Mrazek or an Alex Nedeljkovic a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, they're also, I think, a lot more reliant on health than the Devils. Mm-hmm. Like you look at the Devils, they're you know their best players: Jack Hughes, Nico Hischier, Hichir, Jesper Bratt, uh, Timo Meyer, all very young guys. Like the Penguins, like you know, there's a good chance that like Chris Letang and Evgeny Malkin both miss 20 plus games Mm -hmm. in a in a race that's going to be as tight as I think the top three or four in the Metro is this year. That's a killer, and -hmm. that's why I think I like the Devils better. Um, their goaltending is a little bit of a question mark, though. If they get the Akira Schmid that they got um, before, you know, their house of cards. Well, I don't want to call the Devils a house of cards because they're a good team. But before everything fell apart mm-hmm. against the Hurricanes in that second round, I think they're a deeper team than the Penguins, mm-hmm. especially up front. Like I said, you just we just mentioned Hughes, Hichie, brat, They just added Tyler Foley, who scored 30 plus goals and 70 points. For um, Calgary last year, for like Jaeger Serengovic Shire- and a third round pick. Mm-hmm. Um, they added, um, so yeah, they, had, they added to Foley for basically nothing. They have Timo Meyer for a full year now. He gets a full offseason, a full training camp to get himself acclimated to his Devils teammates and their system. Wasn't great for them after the trade deadline last year, but I still think he's a really, really good player, and I do think that he's going to be really impactful for them. Again, you know, it's hard, especially when you're an elite player, going to a new system, going to new teammates. It's probably a bit of an adjustment for him because he was used to having to, like, do everything in San Jose versus kind of fitting in as a piece to the puzzle in New Jersey. And I, I think this full offseason season and training camp will help him. They still have Dougie Hamilton playing at a very, very high level. Mm-hmm. One of the best, um, still one of the best number one, two way defensemen in the NHL right now, today's NHL. I'm taking Dougie Hamilton over both Chris Letang and Eric Carlson. Look, Eric Carlson's a great player. He's a great addition for the Penguins. Mm-hmm. let for a few years in San Jose before last year, he wasn't healthy and he wasn't producing it nearly the clip he did last year. So I, I wonder if he, if he doesn't regress a little bit now, I think he's a great player. You know, we were on board with the hurricanes getting Eric Carlson. So I don't want this to seem like I'm like, Oh, well, Carlson's not that good. Anyway, the hurricanes didn't need him. Like, well, mm-hmm. the hurricane, he's not what the hurricanes need, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I have the Devils, above, I have the Hur- the Penguins just a little bit below the Hurricanes and Devils because I think their goaltending is much worse. I think their blue line is less suited, is more suited to scoring than it is to helping mm-hmm. those goalies. I think they're more reliant on health. They're also more reliant on like now Crosby still played in an elite level last year. Malkin still played really really well, so I don't think that happened. But like those guys are old like Crosby is 36 Malkin's 37 at any given year, they they could both fall off a cliff in terms of their production. The Mm -hmm. devils, like we mentioned, they, they all have guys. Most of their core players aren't even what would be considered their prime yet. They're
0: They're all younger than us. What? I said, they're all younger than us.
1: Well, you didn't really have to say that, but um, you did. So, uh, but yeah no I mean they're all they're all still ascending they're like I said they're not really in their prime yet so I just think the penguins are asking for a little bit more to go their way in terms mm-hmm. of finishing higher than third where is the devils it's like it's kind of all right there it's it's easier to expect the things that the devils need to happen than the things that the penguins need to happen. we talked about this before I do think that the hurricanes and devils are going to be battling it out for the top spot all year. I wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me if it comes down to the last couple games. Again, mm-hmm. those head to head matchups between really all of the top four in the Metro are going to be critical for all of these teams this year, which should make for some really good, fun, intriguing matchups. Um I think the hurricanes are well suited to win a divisional race like that because they've done it two years in a row. Now you look at last year, The battle between them and the Devils came down to Game 82. The year before that, I think they might have clinched in, like, Game 81 when they Mm -hmm. were trying to fend off the Rangers for the top spot in the Metro. So, Mm -hmm. it's going to be another very fun, very entertaining race. I personally expect the race for the top to be between the Hurricanes and Devils. I said earlier I've got, like, tiers in the Metro. Mm -hmm. I think the Hurricanes and Devils are one tier. I think the Penguins and Rangers are probably the next tier. I p- could probably put the and the Flyers are in a tier by themselves because they're garbage. Sorry, yeah, um, they're they're a horrendous hockey team and they're going to be a horrendous hockey team. I I struggle to put the Islanders, Capitals, and Blue Jackets in the same tier. I probably would. But I just I really think the Islanders are significantly better than both the Capitals and Blue Jackets. It's much easier to see them making the playoffs. So I almost put them in their own as like a bubble playoff team. But I can't see them, you know, contending for the top spot in the division like I can in the teams in the two tiers above the top four. And then the Capitals and Blue Jackets are like in their own tier of like, yeah, maybe, but probably not.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's almost like uh, you have the Hurricanes and Devils at the top, then the Penguins and Rangers, then the Islanders and their little island, uh, then the Capitals and Blue Jackets, and then Philly uh, in the basement, pretty much. Correct. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, I think all that's really, really fair. Um, You know, for me... uh, you know, again new jersey and pittsburgh i think they could totally flip flop i think you know, new jersey could totally finish second. i think new jersey could totally win the division i personally just went with pittsburgh uh for that second place spot uh, again i think it's going to be really close uh yeah between them and new jersey they're in that two and three spot uh but i just feel like you're yeah, you did bring up good points about them being reliant on health. And I do think that is kind of going to be the make or break for them. Uh, you know, if they can stay healthy, I think number two spot is theirs. Um, but, you know, like you said, you, know, you you have these aging stars and they are aging. And you brought up a good point. They told, this totally could be the year that Sidney Crosby falls off a cliff. It could totally be the year that Eric Carlson falls off a cliff of at, at getting Malkin. Falls off the cliff. Uh, totally be that year. Uh, but, you know, they uh, – for so often in sports, uh, you know, it's what have you done for me lately. And these guys have been really stinking good lately. Eric Carlson yeah, coming good. off of a Norris Trophy uh, winning season again. Uh, Sidney Crosby, you know, 36 years old, had pushed for a 100-point season again. It was 90-some-odd points that he had. You know, Malkin, like you said, played really well. Latang played really well. Their blue line is uh, improved. I, you did uh, make a good point about how their blue line is a bit more suited to uh, scoring rather than defending, and that will be interesting to see how uh, that ends up shaking out with Jari and Ned. I do think um, the backup role is better suited for ned at this point in his career maybe he can maybe he can turn things around uh and go back to the starting role totally good still young um i think with jari uh they're really banking on him uh turning in a corner and really improving uh and we'll see what happens there uh but you know, if both of those guys are on their game that's a pretty decent tandem Yeah, you know, is it Uh, Ned, er excuse me, not Ned, uh, Freddie and Ronta. No, it's not. Uh, neither of those guys are going to be in contention for, uh, a Vesna trophy. Uh, same with New Jersey. Uh, neither of those guys are going to be in contention for a Vesna. Uh, but you know, it is what it is there. I think, you know, Pittsburgh, if they're healthy, I think they really give New Jersey a run for their money and edge out on that number two spot, but if they're not healthy, you know, like you said, that's kind of a death sentence, uh, when it comes to winning the Metro. Um, but yeah, I, I like all these teams, of course. Now we talked about, uh, in part one, of course, the hurricanes, we have them, uh, finishing number one. Uh, so yeah, just a quick, uh, rundown of our, uh, Metro division, uh standings for the preseason. Number 1, the Carolina Hurricanes. Number 2 for me, the Pittsburgh Penguins, and number 3 for me, the New Jersey Devils. Those are flip-flopped of course. For Andrew, number 4, the New York Islanders, number 5, uh or, excuse me, number 4 the New York Rangers, number 5 the New York Islanders. Uh, i totally think I butchered that. Uh number 6, the Washington Capitals. Uh Number seven, the Columbus Blue Jackets, and then number eight in the basement, likely the bottom of the league, the Philadelphia Flyers. Um, you know, before we wrap things up, Andrew, are there any you know last second thoughts on you know any of these teams, any that could be a, a dark horse for the division? Uh anything that really comes to mind on any of this?
1: Not in terms of a dark horse. I think you know. I I said I could see any of the, you know, to varying degrees, I could see any of the Hurricanes, Devils, Penguins, or Rangers winning the division. It's pretty hard to see anybody but those four doing it. Um, The only team that might have a shadow of a chance is the Islanders, and that's like if Sorokin somehow like has an even better season and allows like one goal a game or something, because I don't think they're going to score that many even with, Horvat and Barzell as their top two center duo. Um, The big thing you just mentioned, you know, you talked about goaltending for the Penguins and the Devils. I think that's the big thing or one of the big things that puts the Hurricanes over the top as I like their goaltending better than either of those two. Obviously the Islanders and Rangers have them beat, have the Hurricanes beat on goaltending, but I think the Hurricanes have those two teams beat in other areas. Um, But like, You can make an argument that going into this season right now, Piotr Kachekov would be the number one goalie for both the Penguins and the Devils. So I think that pretending depth that the Hurricanes have, that they're going to be able to rely upon um, over the course of a full season, is going to be one of, if not the biggest things, that I think is going to put them over the top to win this division.
0: Yeah, I I totally agree with you there. The Hurricanes are an extremely deep team and they're going to be a very fun team to watch and we're obviously going to talk about them all season long as we do here on locked on hurricane so make sure you're following along at lo underscore hurricanes myself uh at jared ellis underscore 96 and andrew at a schnitt 53 let us know what you guys are predicting for the metro your standings dark horses uh players to watch whatever it may be make sure you let us know uh again you know on social media in the comments on youtube let us know folks and we will talk to you guys in the next episode and as always let's go canes